0: नमस्कार दोस्तों इतिहास गवा है कि एक एपिसोड में आपका स्वागत है इस एपिसोड में हम शुरू कर रहे हैं एक नई सीरीज जिसका मेन पर्पस इस टू अंडरस्टैंड करंट रशिया यूक्रेन क्राइसिस आई थॉट कि फ्रेंच रेवोल्यूशन से बहुत सारी ऐसी चीजें बहुत सारे ऐसे इंपैक्ट्स हुए जिनका पूरे वर्ल्ड में भी बहुत इंपैक्ट पड़ा और रशिया भी उसका इंपैक्ट um, Joe French Revolution uh, ke ideas the jo pe, uh, Revolution Hui Usne Jo Logo ko ideas the Uska coach impact Russia Pebhi Padega, hum deking yegi, Ka hua, Kase hua. Or Russia Ukraine is, is such a recent and hot topic that I thought it would be a nice uh, thing to do some series on, on that, um, that situation currently. Um, to, in today's episode, we will spend some time on building background as usual. जो hum karte hai hai hai, pichle series, maybe hum हमने French Revolution ko kafi bada background build karata. Aur in this episode, me specifically hum uh, log about 500 to 600 year, years of Russian history ko dekhinge. Aur clear wo hai ki Russian history per se but we ut, will focus on the current crisis ko appreciate karne current crisis. So, in this way, we divide the Russian history in to, today's episode in about four parts. Mein divide uh, one, a very short um, description from 13th century to 1721 uh, Russia. And then from 1721, we will move to end of um, Napoleon's, um, basically end of Napoleon uh, Battle of Waterloo, uh, that is 1815-16. Uh, and then um, we will move forward from there. So, first in the 13th century, mein situation was that uh, Russia was divided into small principalities ruled by independent princes. And Mongols invaded Russia. Uh, the, these lands in, in 13th century uh, established a kingdom called the Kingdom of Golden Horde and became overlords to all the Russian princes. And that continued for about two centuries until 15th century when um, uh, the Moscovite princes, um, the the princes in, in that region began uniting. Um, the lands of Russia under Ivan the Great. Ye Ivan III the aur inko Ivan the Great it. And it ended the Tatar domination uh, in, in that region. And Tatar is what uh, Mongols were called in Russia. So it ended the Tatar domination after um, the battle of Ugra river or battle nahi there were like there, it was a long standoff between mongols and these united russian princes under ivan the great after ivan the great came ivan the terrible um, in Hone, and he was called by that name because he unleashed a reign of terror in 16th century against the hereditary nobility um, one thing about russia is that nobility from the very beginning was extremely weak uh, in Russia. It was it was just the Tsar, the autocrat, the monarch, and the commoners. as opposed to Western Europe. And finally in 17th century, uh, Michael Romanov is elected as the Tsar and that marks the beginning of the rule by Romanovs, which which basically now will continue until the uh, until the Russian Revolution in 1917. So from 17th century onwards, all the rulers, all the czars were of Romanov uh. Vansh, um, jise kehte hain. Now in 1721, under Preter the Great. Russia starts acquiring huge masses of land. Deke, Russia ka aisa kehte unki, Like in the world history, if there is one country that has done the biggest land grab, it is it is Russia. Gay, land grab lands. So under Peter the Great, Russia acquires territories of Latvia, Estonia from Sweden and now russia established its presence in baltic sea uh, peter the great was wahi kaam kiya tha jo uh, ek time french revolution dekha, which is conscription of army and navy Matlab, who is whoever is the able bodied man um, and, and can fight should uh, become should take part in in army and fight So this conscription is powerful and Peter the Great subordinated the church, as again we saw in in some of the situation in Western Europe as well. Our, under subsequent czars, Russia continued the policy of land grab and between 1721 to 1815, Russia conquered Crimea, Ukraine, Georgia and areas of what later became Belarus, Moldova, and parts of Poland. मतलब लगातार अपने kingdom को मतलब uh, country को expand करते ही रहा kingdom इसलिए कह रहा हूँ kingdom like in size like it was so big in size by 1815 that it it I mean it was one of the biggest land masses hai na? So um, and and not just like while this land grab was happening, Russia largely stayed autocratic. None of these uh, reformation kind of ideas or none of the new reforms actually came came to Russia. Like if you see that that in in uh, in Britain, for example, right? Like British Magna Carta of 13th century, which was basically the first document to put in writing that king. And his government was not above the law. And similarly, uh, 1688 Germantown petition against slavery, which was basically done by a religious group, uh, is another example of a reform. But none of these uh, uh, reforms happening in Western Europe could ever influence Russia. It largely stayed autocratic. Now we have come the start of the 19th century. in 1807. Mein hai. And as we had discussed in French Revolution uh, series, that Napoleon at that time in 1807, at almost peak of his power, defeated Tsar Alexander uh, first in one of those Napoleonic wars, which coalition wars we were the Coalition wars, and coalition wars, Russia was a very big participant. So Napoleon defeats Tsar Alexander one, and they sign this treaty called Treaty of Tilsit. And basically, the Treaty of Tilsit was that you keep in Western Europe and we will Russia, in Eastern Europe and don't interfere in the But Napoleon being Napoleon, he invaded Russia as we all know in 1812, which ultimately became the biggest reason for Napoleon's downfall. After Napoleon's downfall, Russia and Austria wanted to reverse all those ideas of revolution, republicanism, liberalism. Because like they were like as I said, Russia was an autocratic country and it feared that some of these ideas will spread. And we will see that they will actually. Ideas ko rop paana bhoat hota hai. Dekhi ideas ke saath aisa hota hai, unko jitna suppress karenge. Ideas hai, karenge, but ideas are anti fragile? They they strong. But they tried, and in 1815 16, Congress of Vienna was organized uh, by an Austrian diplomat whose name is Clement von Metternich. So, von Metternich and Tsar Alexander I organized the Congress of Vienna in the hope that they will reverse some of these ideas and as a part of like again like when napoleon was defeated russia uh, kept advancing russian army kept advancing and they basically said like we will reach paris and we will not stop until then and they reached paris and with some 300000 soldiers and uh, literally like did a did a demonstration and as soon as russia did this demonstration right see russia as i said was a little cut off so, no one knew how powerful Russia could be. But when they did this demonstration with some 300,000 soldiers, everyone, everyone of the European, France was already subdued. So, now you had Britain, you had Prussia, you had Austria. Everyone got very, very scared and especially Britain got very scared because us Britain na colonial Empire and as we all know that India was a crown jewel in, in their colonial empire, and Britain started feeling at that time that Russia wanted to annex or take India away from British rule, and this is also this entire. Uh, situation was also called as the great game uh, in in that century which which basically began uh, you can say right after napoleon was defeated till uh, about 1907 or the other reason was in, in that time kya tha ki jo aapka ottoman empire tha wo bhi was in a decline And therefore, Britain and France now especially, uh, especially Britain wanted to, uh, you know, prevent the spread of of Russia uh, and, and therefore they wanted to preserve the Ottoman Empire. Russia wanted to spread across the Black Sea to the current parts of Hungary, Slovakia, Romania, Bulgaria and Ukraine. And that were under Ottoman Empire at that time. And Britain was was completely like supporting Ottoman Empire so that Russia could not expand. And all of these tensions led to a war in Crimea, like it's called the Crimean War in 1855 and 56. And surprisingly, Russia lost the war. As soon as Russia lost the war, it pretty much cut itself from other developments in Europe. And, you know, tried to just keep its territories in the eastern part of the part of Europe so now we are 1856 and now we will cover 1856 to 1917 wala thoda, uh, area cover karenge, uh, time now in 1848 Karl Marx published the communist manifesto uh, Karl Marx German so Unhone Matlab. उन्होंने जब कम्युनिस्ट मैनिफेस्टो में पब्लिश करा तो उन्होंने यह कहा because of बिकॉज़ ऑफ इंडस्ट्रियलाइजेशन इन कंट्रीज लाइक लाइक ब्रिटेन एंड जर्मनी एंड बिकॉज़ ऑफ द बुर्जुआ गवर्नमेंट मतलब मिडिल क्लास गवर्नमेंट मिडिल क्लास लोगों ने गवर्नमेंट बना दी इन इंडस्ट्रियलाइज्ड में जिसके कारण जो आपके है जो गरीब लोग है, नीचे, like, Operation and he called for violent revolution Karl Marx said there has to be a pro- proletariat revolution which has to be violent in nature and he predicted that it will happen in one of these industrialized countries of either Germany or Britain and as he Karl Marx ne aisa kush declare kara, all the European, Western European powers, they were put on high alert. They could sense an ideology that was a direct threat to capitalism and, and industrialism in these countries. And they did everything to ensure that Marxism does not spread in these industrialized nations. And in in, in that in that effort, they also started a lot of welfare programs. And Marx died largely dejected as as none of the none of his prediction came true. So, बहुत मतलब निराश होकर अंत में Marx मृत्यु को प्राप्त in uh, 1883. दूसरा ये था कि Crimean War of 1855-56 was also the beginning of the Balkans problem. the Balkans समस्या Balkan samasya, us samas- like problem ko naam diya jata hai, jo ki, uh, jo ki happened because of one, Russia's continuous interference in the declining Ottoman Empire and Britain's continued interest in not letting Russia do that. Also in 1871, Germany started unifying under Otto von Bismarck and rose as a major, major threat to Britain in the region. Now, the unified Germany favoured Austria in, in the Balkans region. All of these tensions between Austria, Germany, Russia, Britain, Ottomans that led to World War I. Now, intuitively, that in World War I, um uh, हमको, हमको great britain will fight against russia But aisa nahi not hai In 1907 germany aur russia uh, sorry not germany britain and russia they sign a pact to delineate their influence in persia afghanistan and tibet aur iske is pact ko sign britain ko lagbhag russia India to late so, now, now, to and therefore in World War One, Britain and Russia fight on the on one side. And what were there for the two blocks in World War I? There were Allied powers which had Britain, France, and Russia in it, and then there were Central Powers that had Ottoman Empire, Germany, and Austria. So these major blocks are not in the war hota. But I think that's the same thing. Right in the middle of World War I in 1917, Tsar Nicholas II, who becomes the last of the Romanov Tsars, Romanov rulers, is overthrown. Tsar Nicholas II is overthrown by revolutionaries and a democratic government is established Matlab, pehle first a bourgeois government, banti hai, middle class government banti hai in February of 1917 and then in October November of that same year in 1917 the Bolsheviks under Vladimir Lenin overthrow this bourgeois government and Lenin is inspired by Marx but we Lenin's Marxism is very much Marx's Marxism. But they overthrow the middle class government which was established in Feb of 1917 and form the first communist government uh, of the world. Now, Russia. Before, it autocratic a had always been uh, disconnected from the Euro- reforms in Europe and was therefore, you know, seen as, always seen as little unfriendly, little secluded, um, little secretive, autocratic by, by the rest of the Western Europe. Now, on top of that, it had become an ideological enemy. Hai na? Yeh, communism, which has been so hard Western powers in its country, mein Western European powers they, like Germany and Britain So now it was not just this secluded, uh, secretive autocratic uh, kind of country but it was also now an ideological enemy and more importantly Lenin said that Russia did not want to take part in uh, this squabbling, like this is a capitalist country. Mein. World War I was saying that it was capitalist countries, ki hai. and therefore we have now become a communist country. So we will not take part, we will not participate in World War I, and Russia pulled out of that war. Just th- what implications we have in the episode, but in the episode, we have done this. Uh, We will take pause where we we know that we are in 1917. Russia is no more participating in the war because now you have a Bolshevik government, a communist government in Russia, which is suddenly now um, not just uh, isolated, but also like now an ideological enemy for the rest of the Western Europe. And before we finish, I just want to make an important note here that marxism of lenin marx lenin ka marxwad or karl marx ka marxwad ye dono karl marx ne kaha ki violent revolution aayega in industrialized nation but russia was not industrialized by then russia was mainly a farm uh, society there was no industrialization and therefore what lenin said was that the weakest link of all the industrialized nations, the weakest industrialized nation, the least industrialized nation will act as a weakest link in this chain of, of, uh, oppressive countries, of, of middle class, uh, government countries, of industrialized countries. So Russia is that weakest link. Or if revolution is not then it will Sare in the whole ऐसा Lenin ने कहा था. तो Lenin, as I said, Lenin का जो philosophy था Marxism का, वो Marx की philosophy से अलग था. Marx ने ये ये प्रेडिक्ट किया था, कि revolution industrialization में आएगा. Lenin ने ये कहा, कि the weakest, the, the least nation will act as a weakest link, and therefore revolution has to come in Russia. और वहां से फिर वो world में स्प्रेड करेगा. ऐसा Lenin ने कहा था, predict किया था. आगे क्या होता है? इस सब को हम जानेंगे अगले एपिसोड में um सुनने के लिए आप सब लोगों का धन्यवाद एंड आई होप ये सीरीज आपको अच्छी लगेगी um थैंक यू वेरी मच अंटिल नेक्स्ट टाइम